said that word. Uh, <laughs> one of seven. Episode 107, the Pesach episode. Welcome to the First Year Married Podcast, where we get real about building the marriage of your dreams. I'm marriage coach Kayla Levin, and I take newly married and engaged women from anxious and insecure to confident and connected through practical tips, real-life inspiration, and more than a little self-awareness along the way. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, ladies, hi, welcome back. I'm super well, I always say I'm excited, but I am always excited because I don't record unless I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to bring this episode to you. I sent out a message, an email, and I also asked on on social media what things you were worried about, what you were concerned about, what you wanted to hear coaching on as Pesach is getting closer. And you all were amazing. I got more answers than I think I might even be able to cover in this episode. We're going to try to get to everything. And I have a very special guest here. Say hello, special guest. Hi. (laughs) We have Noah here today because we both felt like with all of these questions and answers, this will be a little bit more entertaining and easy to listen to with some banter. So he's here to bring the banter. (laughs) (laughs) Banter. All right. So what I'm going to start with some banter off for now because I just have to start with this piece is I just want to give you the framework for this episode for how I want to be approaching it and even before that I want to just give you two quick suggestions so number one I want to encourage everyone even if you have already started this year but to consider this if you have like you know a Yuntif binder or a Google Doc that you update every year especially for the for the holidays that you find to be more challenging. I want to really encourage you to plan number one in your schedule before you start anything else is start with dream time. Okay. What I mean by that is I want you to sit there and I want you to imagine just like Stephen Covey says in seven habits of highly effective people begin with the end in mind. Okay. Don't just think about Pesach cleaning because you have to do Pesach cleaning. I want you to imagine yourself sitting at the table. I want you to imagine yourself with the satisfaction of what you've done. I want you to imagine yourself having done any self-coaching that you need to do to feel really great about the people that you're with or the situation that you're with, right? Imagine all of those things. And by the way, this is a really fun time to kind of identify things that might be really fun for you to invest in for the holiday, right? Like when I imagine that, I might think like, oh, it would be really Maybe it would be really nice to have like a, a special tablecloth that I could go buy for Pesach. Like that would, that fits into my picture, right? So it's just give yourself that time to, to see the end result in mind, what you're shooting for, and to allow your brain to get excited about it, right? Like allow yourself to start to appreciate that this is what we're working toward. Matzo balls. Matzo balls. Matzo balls. Unless you don't eat grass. Um, <laughs> but we do eat grass. We do. <laughs> Despite my protests. Yes, we do. Okay. But the last thing I want to say about dream time is I want you to be outrageous and audacious. I want you to ignore your concerns and your limiting beliefs just for five minutes. Ignore all the reasons that your brain thinks this can happen if that's where your brain wants to go. Okay. Because it's just an exercise. You'd be like, brain, five minutes. I'll come back to you with all your concerns. Right now, I'm just imagining what I want it to look like. Okay. 
Number two is personally, I have a rule for myself. I'm not allowed to actually start cleaning until I review Rav Pinchas Scheinberg's Pesach article. I will link to it in the show notes if you haven't seen it before, but it's available all over the internet. If you just write Rav Scheinberg Pesach, you will find it in Google. It is phenomenal for mental health as you prepare for Pesach. So that's just another piece I want to share with you. So with whatever you're working on, here's the framework that you'll be hearing me come back to throughout the questions that were sent in. And this is the framework you can use for yourself for for whatever it is that might be coming up for you, which is, I want you to identify clearly, how do I want to feel? And how do I want to show up, right? What do I want my behavior to look like? You're getting back in your own lane. What challenges do I see ahead of me? Make sure you articulate them, not as doom and gloom scenarios, there's no way to get past, but a challenge that is something that can be navigated, conquered, you know, masterminded. Separate the fact from the thought, okay? So whenever we're feeling upset, it's because we have a story about what's going on. And it's really, really helpful to go through an exercise of just making yourself write down what is factually true in the scenario and what is my story and separate those two things out. From that, you're going to be able to see where you're getting in your way and you can ask yourself what else might be available. Now that I see the difference between the fact and the thought, I see the thought is creating all this negativity. What else might be available? How else might I look at this? Okay. So we're, again, we're going to come back to that. So you're going to see that sort of played out as I answer the questions. But the last piece I want to leave you with before we get started is that there is such a thing in psychology as negativity bias. Okay. There's a negativity bias. Our brain is looking out for what's wrong. That's great. It keeps you alive. I'm all for you staying alive. But you need to know that that's there. And we also need to know that we have a group think about Pesach, right? We have kind of this group think that it's like really hard and it's, you know, whatever else you want to add to that, I'm not going to add to the group think. But whatever you already think Pesach is, right? Or you think extended family is, or whatever piece you're adding to this, it's whether it's the cleaning or the state or whatever is, is the challenge for you, do the work to get yourself to neutral, even if you can't get yourself all the way to positive. What I mean by that is just like I said, separate the fact from the thought. Cleaning just is cleaning. It just is. Whatever else, whatever uh, whatever other negativity you have about that is the way you're looking at the cleaning, okay? So you can get yourself back to neutral just by owning that story and just saying like, that's my story. That's why I feel this way about it. Other people feel differently about it. You don't have to go 180 to like, there's people who, you know, I could just be like whistling while I work and having such a great time cleaning. You don't have to go there. You could just say like, well, it's interesting because I find it to be like really mind numbing and someone else might feel like it's just like overwhelming and someone else might feel kind of resentful. Like clearly this is coming from our thinking about it. It's not coming from the work itself. Okay. So now Noah is going to bring in the questions that were sent in and then we're going to take it from there. Yeah. So the, the first concern that came in is this idea of the last minute rush, the pressure to have everything prepared all at a deadline because you need dry cleaning done. There's the cleaning, the cooking, dropping things off. She wrote that everything gets so charged. I'm assuming she means her phone because like she's <laughs> it's plugged in all the time. Um, and then blaming each other. When it gets all charged. So actually, it's really funny because when you look at what she says, if for any of you who've been listening long enough can actually see almost all of her model <laughs> right here, which is that the circumstances that she has a deadline to pick up her dry cleaning, she has a deadline for her cleaning. I, that's that's the fact of the situation, right? Is that Pesach cleaning has the deadline of when you have to not have comates in your house anymore. The cooking has a deadline. 
Now, how much gets cooked is obviously up to interpretation. And anyone who's ever had last minute Pesach emergencies knows that certain things just can fall off the menu. Dropping things off would have a deadline if people are expecting it at a certain time. So those deadlines are just kind of her circumstance, right? And for some people, they might feel energized. For some people, they might feel overwhelmed, right? Like there's so many different ways we can feel about having a bunch of deadlines. And for her, it's, and she's saying this as if this is one of the realities of getting ready for Pesach, everything gets so charged, right? And that's where I want you to just step back and be like, wait, is that measurable? Or is that this, the way that I'm feeling about it? And I know, I know that it feels like that's true. I know that you might see your husband react in a different way than you're used to. And so your story is like, it's all getting so charged, and then what you have is that's her thought about it. I don't know how she's feeling about that, but one of the the things that we do when things feel charged is we turn around and we start blaming each other, right? So if you so you can kind of look at any one of these things. You can look at the facts of the situation and decide intentionally what you want to think about that. Maybe you might just have a thought like, I'm on it. I've got this. Or no tragedy is going to happen if I don't manage to cook all of these dishes, right? So you can intentionally think about the situation, the factual situation that you're in. Everything getting so charged is where you want to step back and separate out your fact from your story. What is actually happening that I'm calling it so charged and how is that making me feel? Is that helping me, right? Is there a different way that I can look at it? And it might be, again, it doesn't have to be a 180. I might just be looking at like, oh my gosh, my husband looks really stressed right now. Maybe there's something I could do in the next three minutes that would help right? That's going to change your entire energy just to make a shift. I don't mean that you need to deny what you're thinking. You just need to shift it a little bit and you'll switch into a new energy. And then finally with blaming each other, it's kind of the same idea. If I see myself acting in a way that I don't like, I need to step back and notice what is the feeling that I'm reacting from. Everything that I do comes from my feelings. So if I'm blaming my husband, I might be feeling overwhelmed. I might be feeling stressed. I might be feeling guilty right? Where is that coming from? And then I can again go back to fact and story. So this is kind of cool because you see her whole so, model. So uh, I'll be at like one side. I'm adding to your questions, people. I'll be at that one side can do all of this work and it can totally revolutionize the relationship. Yeah. But what I would love to understand, first of all, I noticed you conveniently didn't mention dry cleaning as like one of the things when you repeated it back. Because Just I saying. never pick up the junk. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do a great job. Everything gets so charged being a thought. A, a thought is really interesting, but the blaming each other could become a circumstance in that, and maybe not, mm-hmm. you're the master of this, but blaming each other, if I'm the wife, yeah, and I listen to this podcast and I'm extremely self-aware and I work on myself and say, you know what? We don't have to cook something so fancy, but then... You know, my in-laws come over and my husband says, well, why didn't you make my matzo balls for my father? Because, mm-hmm. you know, he likes that. We got that question, actually. Like, husbands oh, really? having harder standards than the wives, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So we'll get there. No, but so, but just to answer that question, I think I think where you're going with that is that when whenever you're looking at facts versus story, and if, if anything else, if nothing else, I think this is the piece that you guys, this episode will keep coming back to is my facts versus my story which is I wouldn't, my story still is blaming, right? Because I'm assigning a meaning to what he's saying. My fact would be, why didn't you cook the matzo balls that you know my father likes, right? Like whatever the the actual thing that happened. So what he said, and then my thought might be, he's blaming me. My thought might also be like, 
you know, another woman might look at the same thing and be like, this guy's clueless. That's a totally different energy than he's blaming me, right? So again, separating out fact from story. Okay, so meaning we have lots of different options for how we approach a situation, even if on its surface, we would naturally have tended to go somewhere that's charged. Yeah, or interpretive of any kind, yeah. Amazing. Okay, so the next concern <laughs> was being in another family or friend setting when, when their schedule isn't what we're used to. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> so let's say the family goes really slow or starts late or takes forever to eat and you get really hangry. <laughs> I love these questions. Uh, another one is getting alone time as a couple when husband might, might want to socialize or there might be outside expectations that you socialize or the space, I'm going to add, might be so small that you can't mm -hmm. get, get any away. space, especially right. during times like Corona. And also, I know thing. what's happened for us has been situations where the space was so not child friendly that we couldn't, right? Like you're used to being able to like have your kids be a, a, alone yeah. for 30 seconds in a room and you really can't even do that because it's someone else's house. And glass everywhere. And yeah. Right. <laughs> my children like to smash glass. Right. So number one, I just want to send all the sympathy to all the people that get hangry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, like, okay, there's the physiological reality and there's the psychological reality. And all I can say to you is this, the hunger, you don't have to add to it, okay? Like, I would really just kind of get curious and be like, okay, this is me being hungry. I'm noticing my, even maybe even my temper feels a little bit short right now. Hunger, I'm, like we, we are, for a lot of us, not for all of us, but for a lot of us, we like really freak out about being hungry, Right. But like if it was a fast day, you would manage, right? So what's really creating all of the resentment and frustration here is that the family, quote unquote, goes really slow, starts late, takes forever to even eat. Now, if I were to ask them, are you going really slow, starting late and taking forever to even eat? They'd be like, no, this is how the state works, right? And whether that's because they are giving bajillion Tibet Torah or that's because this is their socializing time or they're all just finally decompressing from all of the cleaning marathons or everyone just pigged out on potato kugel before they lit and now no one's even hungry anymore you know so if you know that's going to be the situation of course try to set yourself up for success see what you can do to eat you know closer so that you won't be starving so the hunger is a physiological thing you might not be able to solve for that 100% but you don't have to add to it with the resentment and the frustration and the resistance to the way that they do it, right? They do it differently. Your brain wants to make that wrong. How is that helping? This is another one that came up a lot in the questions, which is just to re remind ourselves that resisting a reality doesn't change it, <laughs> but your brain doesn't get that. Your brain thinks that if I like resist how they're acting and I just like, they shouldn't be doing that. And I like spend all that energy on it that like, maybe they'll change, but you're just punishing yourself. Yeah. Um, Yeah. One of the things I heard you say that's amazing is like you don't even see the simple solutions and the ways to set yourself up for success, like technically, when you're so focused on those thoughts, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, that's one of the things we saw in the mastermind is like resentment shuts down all creative thinking, right? Because you're like in victim victim mentality, so all you see is how you can stay as a victim. So for sure, stepping backwards and kind of just like allowing them to be who they are, allowing the situation to be what it is, is going to already put you in a situation where you might actually be able to actually even fix the problem. Or if not, just not add negativity yeah. to it. So, but if, if your children 
for example, you're worried about them eating, you know, thinking about this ahead of time or noticing it's a, it's a good opportunity to make sure that that's something you take care of. Uh, in regards to getting alone time as a couple, mm-hmm. let's say you have a couple who uh, is at their in-laws and everybody wants to talk to the husband. Or... Only someone's in-laws. Can't be both of their in-laws. Where they at? Okay, so let's say the <laughs> wife the wife is at her in-laws. Okay. And the in-laws want to talk to the husband the whole time and get updates and do all, all, all whatever the traditional things that the family's used to doing, but it consumes the time day and night that the couple would otherwise have together mm-hmm. to even check in uh, to make sure that they're, you know, on board for the agenda that was like not pre-planned. On. How can a person approach that in terms of thought work? So this is when, this is like a little bit similar, right? Of like, this situation feels impossible. And so what we do is we see no solutions and there's nowhere to go around it. So what I would recommend is just play with the idea, almost like in fantasy land, if I knew that everyone right now was desperately hoping that I would get whatever I needed, right? Or if like, I knew that like, what, however I were to ask this, whatever I were to ask for would totally work out. So what is it exactly that I want, right? Because sometimes we just get like very vague of like, I'm not really getting what I need and I'm not getting my needs met, but we're not actually clear on like, what is the problem? And the problem might be as simple as like, I need 10 minutes outside with my husband where I know nobody's going to interrupt us. And when you get that clear, you can usually figure it out. Right. But when the, the, the feeling is like so overwhelming, I'm not getting my needs met. It's like, well, we don't even know what our needs are. This is so overwhelming. There's so many people in my way. So I would just really just push yourself to get down to like, what is it exactly that I want right now that would be the most effective? And the other piece I just want to share is because, you know, I think this will be helpful for a lot of you going into family dynamics, which is if you can't get time alone with your husband, you might be able to get time alone with yourself and a good book or just a nap, or one kid alone, you know, right? Like, if it, it, it doesn't meet the couple need, but you'll see that if you need to recharge, allow yourself to go, it can sometimes be easier to sort of get him in on, watch the kids for 10 minutes, could you, while I just go and just have some time by myself, that really might be the core need in the moment. Um, but when we're in a situation where, He's with family and it feels like you can't get away because he's not getting away. So it can, your brain might think that it's that you both need to get away when actually you just kind of need some space. So just take that for yourself if you can. I know for myself, not embracing the fact that I'm uncomfortable in somebody else's house can also like make it hard to think. So I definitely relate to what you just said. Uh, And that sometimes when I just sit down and think like, okay, I am uncomfortable with this. I'm okay with that. Here's why I'm uncomfortable because I like my own better. I like this. I like things to be this way. Then I can start to think about, okay, how could I make this work? Yeah, like I'm willing and also I'm willing to be uncomfortable because it's a value of ours to spend time with these people. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully. So... (laughs) And the next concern is religious stuff. So religious obligations where they're staying by a family friend and let's say the husband is sleeping in and he's not going to shul on time or at all because he wants to hang out or chill with the friend. 
It's so funny because like I I remember feeling like this and I'm sure there's areas like you're gonna you can think of all the areas where I'm still like I've very never very Shul in your lane. No, life. I don't I'm not <laughs> I'm not I don't mean this exact scenario, but like I remember the energy of just like feeling like I needed to manage you and how exhausting that was. And like it feels like such a gift to myself now when you do something and I don't under necessarily agree or understand, but it's so none of my business, right? That like, again, this is the same idea. Resisting it mentally, just judging him as lazy or however else your brain wants to, to make it go, it just punishes you. Like it doesn't get him to show, you know? And so in this one, I just kind of like quit the job of trying to be your manager and just decided like, you know better than I do how burned out you are, what you might need, whether you can handle it, if you're feeling sick, if you're fried. I know if I spent a day and I just was totally burned out and fried and I was like completely not productive, if you were to come home and be like, just like, I thought you would just be a little bit, you know, get more done today. It's not going to make me be more productive the next day. It's just not going to work, right? It's just making you miserable and might be making me miserable too, but it's not motivating. So I think just like kind of be on to your brain when you kind of want to get there and be like back in your own lane, cutie. Like <laughs> that's how I talk to myself anyway. Like this is not, this is not, you don't, you just don't need to be there. You don't need to waste all your mental energy on that. Maybe there's something else you're avoiding thinking about that you're just getting busy with his stuff. Like what's going on with me right now? What do I need right now? It's a good thing. I don't talk to you that way. <laughs> <laughs> Back in your lane, cutie. Smack. So, yeah, I, I do want to add, like, from the husband's perspective here, um, when you are when you do or did push back, like, telling me where to go, like, I was pretty fierce in my responses. And it's because, <laughs> you're, you know, when you have something to like push against. talking to a brick wall, yeah. actually, is kind of how it felt. So, like, I don't want to be told what to do. And, like, I already know that I need to work on myself and grow as a human being. So... I, but at the same time, I don't know how to be an Azer Connecto, so like I can't really give advice here. But I will say that when you backed off and allowed me to deal with it completely myself, then all of a sudden I had to face the reality much more clearly and openly that I had no excuses. It wasn't like, you know, oh, I need to relax and she's always pushing me. It's like, okay, am I going to be a guy who does this? For the rest of my life, or am I going to work on myself? You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But I didn't even have space to think about that until I kind of had that freedom to like blame myself, if you will. It's just a, a thought. That's fine. Right That's great. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, back to you. Actually, this is you. Okay, back new, to new me. New question, new question. So here's another one. My husband and I are having different ideas of what should be done to bring in Pesach. What is actually halacha and what's called just making it nicer and going above and beyond. I'd rather keep things calm for myself and make sure that I'm following the halacha. Extra time is for extras. My husband likes to have all the extras. For Pesach, that's a lot of things. And it's a priority for him and the other stuff. Well, duh, you're going to do that. Stressful. Right, like all the stuff that she is on her list, he's like, well, that's just obvious, right? And ah, he wants all the other stuff, yeah. Okay, 
So this is, whether it's this exact version or or a slightly different version, a, this a very similar sort of theme came up with this one. And so what I want to say to you is I want you to notice with a lot of compassion for yourself, not with judgment, that you have a judgment about his way of doing things. Meaning when you say it's a lot of things, they're extras, like that type of thing, you, it's a judgment. I mean, if, if I were to ask him, he might not say that it's a lot. He might not say that it's an extra, right? And I probably the reason it's happening is because it feels protective, that if you if you don't resist what he wants, then you might not have you might have to do it and then you might get really burnt out and you might get overwhelmed and you might not be able to, right? So I understand kind of why your brain might be going there possibly, but you want to see that this is a judgment, right? He has a way of doing things. I have a way of doing things. Also what happens for most of us is that when we go into this protective mode around our husbands, we actually end up losing their support because we become extremely prickly and unapproachable. At least I for sure do. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I want you to, instead of getting into this place of like, I need to protect myself. I need to protect my list because my list is what I can handle. And your list is full of all these extras that are like kind of dangerous to me. I want you to use this as an opportunity, not by signing on for his whole list, but just take a second to just study him a bit. Like, why is this important to him? What does this teach you about him and his values? What might there be for you to learn here? This is going to get you into a mode of respect and curiosity, which is going to be such a better place for you if you do want to sit down and have a conversation about the details, okay? Now let's talk about having a conversation about the details because I think that's going to come up for a lot of people too. This is, I've addressed this before in episodes, but it's really, really worth reiterating. When you're trying to get support, you want to share your dream scenario. Now, I don't mean your dream scenario that's completely unachievable. Like, I would just like to be on a cruise ship the whole time. <laughs> like you to find the money, right? I mean your dream scenario with what you're working with. Not just, this is too much what you're trying to have me do. This is just overwhelming, which is kind of where we, we tend to do. Like, I just can't handle this. This is too much. Can you help me? But... What a, what a dream scenario looks like would be my dream is that I'm going into Pesach and I'm well rested and I'm not overwhelmed, but I had, there's a nice meal. And of course the home is fully kosher. How do you think that we could make that happen? Now here's what's going to happen. That's going to be really interesting is that he's now going to have ideas about how you could come into Pesach with a nice meal and a kosher home and you're well rested and not overwhelmed. And your automatic reaction for most of you is going to be to dismiss every single idea he comes up with because your idea is we should just shorten the list of things that need to get done, right? That's not going to be his idea, right? So his, he's going to come up with all sorts of ideas of how we can make this happen. And they might be ideas that you didn't consider. They might be ideas that you've already dismissed. So I want you to really push yourself to stay open. So maybe he comes up with the idea he wants to hire a babysitter heir of Pesach, or he wants to get extra cleaning help, or he wants to do some of the food catering. I don't know what he's going to come up with, right? He might want to take certain jobs for himself. But those things still accomplish your dream. If you look at what the dream is that I'm guessing you have, which obviously it's I guess, right? It's you're well rested. It's that you're going and not feeling overwhelmed. It's that there's a nice meal and the house is fully kosher. So did you actually want to be able to do it all yourself and you don't want it to be that he brings an extra help? Because if so, that needed to be in your dream, right? But I just want you to keep in mind, this is like Shaduchim. The longer your laundry list of things that you need him to fulfill to be able to succeed, the less likely he's going to be able to even try. But if you can get down to the the ikr, the basic, like, the core of what it is that you want and you can 
you can show him how valuable that would be to to you and how excited you would be about that and actually be excited about that. And you're open to however he's going to now come in to, to provide that for you. So now he can enter the picture. Now he can be part of the picture. Do you have anything to say on that? We, we just want points. <laughs> right. We just want you to give us points. So you need to know that you'll be able to succeed. So my wife gives me points when I, she's like, if you take out the garbage in an extra bag of garbage, you get 10,000 points. <laughs> right. And then I'm like, great, I'll take those 10,000 points. Right. But if I don't know what you want or what you value, uh, yeah, it's hard to provide it. And our, our, our automatic is to just sort of explain the problem. And there's, there's just something about it that works for women. And for men, it can sound like a complaint or a criticism. So if instead of explaining the problem, you just want to get focused on like explain like what what it is you're shooting for and then allow him to come in and help you try to achieve that. Yeah, I think one of the hardest things is like we so a lot of the times we want to be able to make our wives happy and it, it can seem impossible. Yeah. So if we see a pathway to make it happen, then like we're all about that. Okay, my friends, this is the end of part one. We're going to have a second part because there were so many awesome questions. Thank you so much, Noach, for coming on and bringing the banter and the male perspective on this one. And uh, I represent all males, for the record. And we, we highly appreciate all the hard work that you're doing. So in case you need to hear it, you can just play that back. You are appreciated. You're doing a great job. You are amazing. You're doing a really, really good job. <laughs> play that back i'll probably play that back for myself um so i I do i do want to say that just the fact that you're listening to this and the amazing questions that come in and the work that i know kayla is doing with a lot of you it's inspiring to know uh people are so involved in personally growing so you are doing awesome awesome things we do still have some spots in the Newlywed mastermind for those of you for those of you who are in your first three years. I know the idea of an hour of coaching for the next two weeks sounds like absolutely impossible. I'm telling you, you will be so much more productive when you have your head on straight. I cannot tell you. So, if you're in your first three years of marriage, if you are ready to take this work much much deeper over the next three months, we're starting before Pesach, but we continue all the way for three months. It's an amazing, amazing program. We're having the best time in the current mastermind. I cannot wait to get started with the next one. So just go on to firstyearmarried.com forward slash coaching. That's where you can get the application. Sign up for the mastermind. Would love, love, love to have you in there and get to know you and coach you personally. Bye-bye.